When someone has been saved for over 50 years and has walked with the Lord all of those years in ministry, I want to hear from them. I want to glean from their life. I want to find out, how'd you do that? And uh, I'm thankful today we get to hear from such a man. Dr. Jim Preston has been saved since, I think he said 1964, 65, somewhere in that time frame, and has been a pastor for many, many, many years. A few years ago, he felt it uh, uh, God's will to step away from the pastorate and turn the church over to his assistant. And when he did that, he said to Pastor Chapel, I'd like to uh, be involved in the college as best I could to be a help, be an encouragement, and use my later years and the experience that I have to influence the next generation. And I'm thankful for someone that would say, you know, I don't want to just uh, retire in the sense of uh, um, doing what I want to do, but what can I do to invest now my life and my experience in the group that's coming behind me? And Dr. Preston has done just that, and for these several years now has driven up here, lived in a little trailer over here across the way during the week. He has a home down in Moreno Valley, goes home on the weekends to his church there that he was pastor of for many, many years, and as a part of that church, but serves here during the week and uh, does a variety of things. May step into a classroom and teach for someone that's not here or uh, does some things on the church side, makes some hospital visits, just does whatever we ask him to do. And you'll never find a more humble and gracious man than Dr. Jim Preston. He loves the Lord, he loves your generation, and he wants to invest his life in you. And uh, he's willing to just give of himself in these years to us. And so I'm glad that he's preaching for us this morning. I know that God's put a message on his heart that'll be a help to me and to you as well. Let's welcome him as he comes to preach for us this morning. Be seated, if you would, please. Such a joy. I'm humbled and honored to be here today. I love you. Love every one of you. I'm here because I want to be, but I'm honored. What a privilege it is to stand in this pulpit what a privilege it is to stand in your classroom. I'm proud of you. I think you're a great generation. I think you're a great group of students. I think God's going to do some great things with you. Every now and then, That's their right. I know folks will criticize and criticize the millennials. They'll criticize. They'll come and they'll chastise you, but I want you to know I'm proud of you. I'm proud to be associated with you. I'm glad to be able to say I'm a part of West Coast Baptist College and the student body of West Coast Baptist College. I think this is the best college anywhere in the country. And I think you're the best group of students anywhere in the country. And I believe God's going to do some great things with, with you. I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm your biggest supporter and your biggest rooter. I, 
I'm thankful for every single one of you. And uh, I, uh, I'm glad that you're here. I know that it's not been easy for all of you. I know that some of you have sacrificed. And uh, I know that it's not going to be easy for some of you to be able to finish this semester. Uh, some of you have still got bills to pay. And, uh, frankly, I, I know that some of you are struggling, some of you married men and ladies and it's not always easy with family. And some of you are homesick. I know what that's about. I, uh, I've been there. I was first generation Christian, bus kid. Went off to Bible college, didn't have the support of my parents when I went off to Bible college. I'd gotten saved as a teenager and didn't know what the Bible, never seen a Bible till a teenager, never been to Sunday school. Didn't grow up around Christian things. I remember my freshman year of Bible college, I went to Old Testament survey and the professor said something about turning to the book of Job and I couldn't find the book of Job. I raised my hand and said, I, I can't find it. I, 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 I found the book of Job, but I can't find the book of Job. And the class laughed at me and I, I almost got up and walked out. I thought if that's what Christians are, maybe I, I'm in the wrong place and I really, I, I was just raw. I didn't know what it was. I showed up in my, my freshman year with sandals and I had a big, it was during the Vietnam War, I had a big peace symbol bracelet on my arm and, and I had a big necklace with a peace symbol on it and you won't believe it, but I had hair back then. And, <laughs> and uh, Dean of Students gave me $5, said go get a haircut, don't come back till you get a haircut and week later I come back and he said, where you been? I said, you said not to come back till you got a haircut. And I took a week to get a haircut. Uh, they said I needed a suit coat and I didn't have a suit coat. I, it was the time when the Beatles was a singing group, rock and roll group, and they were wearing this, this they called them Nehru suits. They, it looked kind of like a Catholic priest suit. I went and bought a Nehru suit. Remember those things? You're, you're almost as old, not quite. <laughs> and I showed up with a suit coat that looked like a priest suit coat in an independent Baptist Bible college, and they said it when didn't meet standards. And I struggled a little bit. Probably ought not to tell you this part. They. I got married during my freshman year, during the school year, rather getch, and that was against the rules. I got kicked out of Bible college. <laughs> I know what it is to struggle a little bit, trying to, trying to fit in. I sat in the dean's office and he said, if you don't straighten up, you're never going to make it. Eight hundred and seventy-five freshmen, my freshman year of Bible college. That's more than I think there is total here this morning just freshman, my freshman year. 
I think I can count on both hands the number of those students that are still in the ministry, Brother Getch. I don't say that to brag. I'm just saying it's going to be some, some bumps along the way, but you can make it. Those of you that are struggling, you can make it, and I believe you can. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not smart enough, you're not rich enough, you're not good-looking enough, you're not talented enough, you're not bright enough. You don't have the right pedigree. You don't have a big enough IQ. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. You can do it. You can finish. You, you, you can last. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. You, 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 can, you can do this. What a privilege to serve the Lord. I told a class this morning that I probably ought not to say this, but I, I've, been, I've been a little angry with God. I'll get to the message here in a minute. I, I'll cut it off. It, somebody said, my preaching's a bunch of baloney. It, and uh, it, you can cut it off anywhere, and it's always good. It just, just, it just, just slice it. I, I think that's what they meant when they said it was a bunch of baloney. I, th- I think. So I'll just slice it off when it's time to quit. But I, I told the class earlier, I'm kind of, I've been kind of mad at God. I, the Buddhists believe in reincarnation. They, they believe you get a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. I've been mad at God. It's not fair that we only get to do this, this, this serving God thing once. It's, I'm mad at God that I'm getting old. I... I, I I don't want to quit. I'm mad that I just, it's, it's about over. There's so many places to, to go out there and start churches. I was looking again this week at all the, the cities. I was, look, I was looking at Marietta, just, just south of Moreno Valley where I pastored so many years, north of Temecula. Between Marietta and, and Sun City, there's over 100,000 people, not a Baptist church. There's cities all over California. Man, I, I, I'm about ready. I'm like, I may just go start a church. But Dr. R, I, I want to do it again. I want to just go out. I want to go to the mission field. There, there's, I, I, just, I just want to start serving God all over again. I... I, I there's so many opportunities. Why can't we come back and just do this two, three more times? It's not fair. We only get... Don't waste your service for Christ. Don't fool around with the things of God. Plant your feet someplace and, and do something great for God. Don't mess around here at college and get everything you can and, 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 and set your goals and set your sights on, on doing something big for God. Take your Bibles this morning. I've I got to get started. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. I, I think it'll fit with, with what I'm trying to get across. I, 
not, not going to be... I, I, normally when you preach, you want to preach a sugar stick, and I got all kinds of those. And, but, but the Lord laid on this on my heart, and it's just, it's just a simple message. It comes from a simple mind. And, but but just, it's just a simple message this morning. But I, but I think it will convey my heart, and, and it's from my heart. Psalm 1, if you found your place, let's stand as we read from God's inspired, inerrant, infallible, and preserved Word of God. I'm glad that when I stand behind this, by this, this, this desk, I, I, I don't have to guess what God says and said. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight... Praise the Lord. It's in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season and his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, boy what an important word that is. You always ought to ask yourself, why for is therefore, therefore? Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Father, bless this few moments together. May I not waste a single precious moment. May I use it for your glory Lord, may I make a difference in some life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The book of Psalms is a precious book. It's a, it was a song book, of course we know, of uh, the temple. Uh, the first psalm has uh, often been called the introduction to the book. We take for granted it was written by David. We don't know that it was written by David. It has no introduction. But most scholars believe it was written by David. Uh, it's interesting that it doesn't tell us for sure that David was the author, but we just sort of take for granted that he did. I believe he probably did. Um, we don't know when it was written. It gives us no introduction in that aspect, whether it was early in his life, late in his life. But it's a fitting introduction. Um, we find that uh, Martin Luther called it the pearless pearl of the, of the scriptures. Uh, he called it the little Bible. Um, it is the Bible in, in, in uh, condensed form. Uh, blessed is the man. That's uh, quite a phrase to begin everything. The word blessed uh, it's found uh, uh, multiple times throughout the book of Psalms. I, if I, my memory serves me correct, I think 27, 28 times we're going to find the word blessed. And, and um, uh, oftentimes, uh, sometimes we pronounce it blessed, sometimes blessed. It sort of depends on whether you're from up north or down south, I guess. But uh, uh, it's the same word, blessed or blessed, tomato or tomato. Uh, it's a funny how words and names sometimes uh, uh, are used differently. I, as a pastor, sometimes you have to be careful. I, I pastored uh, uh, two families one time. Uh, one pronounced their last name Hazlitt. One pronounced their last name Hazlitt. Both were spelled the same way. You had to be careful that you didn't get in trouble. 
calling them the wrong thing. I had another two families. One was uh, LeBlanc and one was LeBlanc. And uh, boy, they took great uh, care letting you know that, that one was LeBlanc and one was LeBlanc. And you better not confuse who was who. Uh, blessed or blessed. I'm not, I've never known for sure which it is. Uh, maybe you can help me with that afterwards. Brother Getch. Blessed or blessed. I'm not sure. I, I got on the internet last night and I wanted to make sure I did it properly for the students. And I listened to the audio Bibles and I listened to six audio Bibles. Three of them was blessed. Three of them was blessed. Didn't help me one bit. I, I'm not sure which it is. And uh, blessed is the man or blessed is the man. You just sort of pick and choose which it is. Uh, I looked up in the dictionary the word blessed or blessed. Found three different definitions for the term. It's a, an interesting word. First definition told me that uh, to be blessed or blessed means that uh, you have something that, that other people don't. Somebody who's blessed is someone who has something that other people don't. I'm looking at uh, Dr. R and uh, Brother Shepherd and Brother Getch and I see all that hair. I'm sorry. Some of us are more blessed than others. I don't have to comb my hair in the morning. Uh, a wash rag works just fine. I'm blessed. Don't laugh, some of you are going to be blessed before long as well. <laughs> when I went to Bible college, they told me, he says, you're going to have to get a haircut. I said, if God wanted me to be bald, he would make my hair all fall out. <laughs> be careful the words you use. <laughs> it all fell out. God took care of that. He can take away from us the things that we worship the most. I've been blessed. I've been blessed in so many ways. I've been blessed with a great wife. She's sitting back there someplace this morning. Wait, wait, there she is. She's waving at me. The Bible said that it's not good that man should be alone. I'm going to make him a help meet. It didn't say a help mate. It said a help meet. It's an interesting phrase. That word help meet literally means a completor. In other words, you're not complete until you have that help meet. God knows that I needed a help meet. I needed a completor. Next to Savior, the best thing that ever happened to me in my life is when God gave me my wife. She's the most precious and important person in my life next to my Savior. We've been a team for 49 years, and, and I'm so thankful for her. And, and uh, we truly have been a team in the ministry and a team as a family. God's given us five wonderful children, 24 grandchildren, and four great-grandchildren. And I'm thankful for the team that God has given me. And, and um, God's given me a wonderful ministry. God's given me good health. I've been blessed. I've been blessed to be able to be a part of West Coast Baptist College. By the way, you've been blessed if you're here this morning. You realize there's, there's people all across America that give anything just to be able to walk on this campus. Just to be able to sit in this auditorium one time. There's people that give anything just to be able to sit here 
and hear Brother Chapel preach in this pulpit on a Sunday. There's people that just love to come one Sunday and be in Lancaster and be able to hear the choir sing. We travel with singing groups, Brother Dr. R and others, Mrs. Weaver. By telling the truth, and when we travel, there's people who come to us and say, boy, I'd love to just, just be able to go there once. Just one time be able to, you get to do it every week. Sometimes we take for granted the privilege of being able to serve God. Be able to be able to, to sit in a classroom and be able to be able to taught the word of God. Everything good in my life it's happened to me, it's happened to me because of the ministry. I, I uh, going through school, grade school, junior high and high school, I, I, never, I never lived in the same house for 12 months, all the way through 12 grades of school. I never, never attended the same, same school for a full year. I, my, my parents were always moving. We, they were always trying to, Bluntly trying to stay one step ahead of the law. I, I never had the same school teacher for more than one year. I never had the same school teacher for an entire school year. I, uh, that God would save me. Give me a chance to, I was the first, first person in my, 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 my family to ever, to ever go to college. That I got to go to college was, it was amazing. That I get to, that I get to hold this book and, 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 and preach it and, and to serve God and to proclaim it. Looking at some, some of my kids from Marino Valley, some of my bus kids. If you're here this morning, you're blessed. If you're saved this morning, you're going to heaven, you're blessed. Do you realize how blessed we are to live in America? I've had the privilege as, as a preacher to travel all over the world. <laughs> Me, a bus kid. I, I've been all over Africa. I've been all over Asia. I've been all over Europe. I've been on the top of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I've been to Hong Kong, Seoul, Korea, and Bombay. <laughs> there's, there's no place in the world I haven't been, hardly. It's all because of the ministry. I've been, I've been in the garbage dumps of Manila. I could have, I could have been born there. Could have still been living there, but because of the grace of God, I'm standing here today. I've been blessed. Do you realize just how blessed you are? Blessed is the man. We're blessed if we have something that other people don't. Second type of blessing is, 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 
is, is the definition is a person that's anointed. A person that has the hand of God upon them. Uh, somebody that, 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 that has, has been anointed by someone or something. I, I hope that, 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 that you, you, you've, you've had the hand of God touch you. You've been touched by the hand of God. Listen, I hope I... I, I, I think that old country preacher explained it right. I may not always be able to tell you what, what the anointing of God is, but I can tell you what's standing in the pulpit at times when the anointing of God ain't. I don't want to ever, ever, ever serve God without the anointing of God upon my life. I want the power of God upon my life. I, I want to walk daily in, under the filling of the Holy Spirit of God. I want Him to use me and anoint me and, and have the power of God upon my life. I want to be that blessed man. I, 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 want pe I want people to know that when they're around Jim Preston that there's something special about Jim Preston and, 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 and the walking with God and the, the touch of God upon my life. I, I want to be the man of God. I hope that you want to be that person of God. I, I, I don't want to just be another student. I don't want to be another preacher. I, I want to be the man of God. I hope there's a hunger and a thirst for the, the, the anointing and the power of God upon you. I want you to be more than just, just another student here. I hope that you've come to West Coast Baptist College not just to get an education. I, I, I fear that sometimes as a, as a, as a school that it, it's easy just to become an academic uh, uh, exercise. But, but this ought to be a place where we come and, and we get the touch of, 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 of things from on high. That we go away different. Move from the inside. We often preach that the difference between heaven and hell is 18 inches. It's the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. And, and, I, and I hope that this college it does more than just give you a head knowledge. But, but there, there's a touch that comes down and touches your heart here. That you're moved, that you're not only blessed from the outside, but you're moved from the inside. There's a third definition, and I've got to move on, but... The third definition is the literal definition and the definition that's found here that's the literal definition and the most practical definition that's found in, in, in the context of our passage is, is simply the definition of happy. Happy is the man. And boy, if there's anybody that ought to be happy, it ought to be God's people. There's any, I, I, I'm so tired of a bunch of, 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 of Christians weaned on dill pickles, a desert, pooch mouth... I got some grandkids, just pooch mouthers. <laughs> always complaining. Always. Dean's office, we have to deal with that sometimes. Somebody messed up my bed in my, 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 my dorm room. Well, get over it. <laughs> Grow up. Life's too short to be unhappy. Life's too short to feel sorry for yourself. There's too much going on, too much to do. That's whine. To complain. It's not fair. I just can't pay my bill. I just can't, I just don't have. Get over it. We got a too big of a God. 
Blessed is the man. Well, that, that, that's a good long introduction. Short message. Blessed is the man, number one. Blessed is the man that, that uh, separates from the world. By the way, there's two parts to the message, the, 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 the chapter. We'll never even get to the second half. You just cut it off. You got two, 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 two people. You got, you got the blessed and the rest. We'll, we'll, we'll forget about the rest. And uh, that's the last three, three verses. And uh, the, the blessed man is the first three verses. And uh, there, by the way, there's always two paths. We see it throughout the scriptures. We could spend a long time here. And uh, if we're going to expound it. And um, uh, the two paths, two roads, uh, two, 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 two directions, and um, uh, two ways. You, 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 we could spend a long time on this. And uh, uh, the blessed man, and, and, and then the, 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 unre- the unblessed man, if you please. And, uh, but the blessed man, first of all, separates from the world. Uh, the blessed man, and uh, he's, separ- he's, he's the faithful man. He goes the right way, the rewarding way. He doesn't step with the world. He doesn't stand with the world. He doesn't sit in the seat of the world. Uh, you can see the progression of the blessed man here in verse number one. He uh, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor does he sit in the seat of the scornful. See the progression. I- I'm not going to spend a long time here. You, 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 you know, you know the, the, the story. Well, what a story it is. We can see it in the dorms. We can see it in the classroom. Uh, you, you start uh, walking with the, with, with the, with the with, uh, by the way, the, you don't have to be unsaved and you don't have to be smoking pot to be ungodly. Isn't it amazing how the ungodly attract one another? Um, the, you, you watch, uh, it doesn't take long to watch uh, rebellion attracts rebellion. Um, Contrariness attracts contrariness. Uh, you, you start walking, and then it's not long before you're standing, and then you're setting pooch mouth again. <laughs> and uh, complaining. Uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's a process that takes place. Well, uh, the, the happy man, the blessed man, you want the hand of God upon you, you, you be careful who, who you choose for your friends. You, 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 want, you want the power of God upon you? Be careful who you sit with in chapel. Be careful who you sit with in the lunchroom. Uh, you, you're, you're, you're some total of the books you read, the, the people you eat with, <laughs> lunch, eat lunch with. It, 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 what goes around comes around. The blessed man separates himself from the world. The blessed man, verse number two, studies the word of God. Just simple as that. Now, I told you it wasn't going to be very deep. He, he, he separates from the world. He studies the word of God. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Uh, now here, it, Brother, Brother Getch grew up on a farm, a dairy farm. And uh, I've heard him use those illustrations a lot. And... and uh, how, how many of you grew up on a farm? Not very many. It's, isn't that a shame that we've become such an urban society? These poor folks, they, they, don't, they don't understand. They, 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 they're not blessed. They, they, they really, they missed out on, on really part of life. 
Cows are amazing. Now, I ought to just have Brother Getch up here, come up here and explain it because he grew up around cows. He understands this. He, he can explain this probably better than I. Cows have uh, multiple stomachs. How many? Some of us people think we have multiple stomachs. <laughs> we really don't. It just looks like we have multiple stomachs. But, but, but cows actually do have multiple stomachs. Some of you really do look like you have them. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, but, but, but the shoe fits. And, uh, but cows have multiple stomachs. And, uh, and again, you can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Cows have multiple stomachs? Okay, I thought so. And uh, I thought I'd better double check, just make sure that I was right on this. And... Uh, what they'll do is in the morning is they'll go out in the field and they'll, they'll start eating and, and they'll fill the first stomach. And then what they'll do is uh, after, uh, after a while that stomach gets full, th th this shows how godly cows are over a lot of animals. Th th after they fill the first stomach, they'll go, th they'll go take a nap. I, now, now since I got Brother Getch here and Dr. R here and Brother Shepherd here, I'm going to lobby that, that, that we need to start a new school policy that, that after lunch, every afternoon, there ought to be a policy that there's an hour. An hour nap time required for everybody in the dorms. I, I mean, just like a camp. Everybody ought to, ought to be sent to the dorms and get a nap, particularly professors. <laughs> every professor needs an hour nap time. In the afternoon, and and I just just thought I'd throw that in. And uh, there ought to be a nap time, a required nap time in the afternoons. A cow will go take and they'll, they'll get under a shade tree, and and they'll they'll take a nap, and and they get the, their automatic fly swatter going. That's a tail, and they get that fly swatter going, because flies are just automatically attracted to cows, and and the flies come to the cows, but they but they get that fly swatter, that tail going, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and that that's to keep the, the flies off the cow, and uh, and and so the, the the tail goes, but but the cow sleeps, and then 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 after about an hour, what happens is the cow regurgitates the the, the food that's in the, that that stomach, and brings it back up. And rechoose the food, and 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 choose it again. It's called chewing the cud. That's that's the, the term we use in English, chewing the cud. It, 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 another word that we use is the word mutter. It 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 it. it, it I won't go into a lot of detail here, but it, it's basically that we get the same same word. The word meditate comes from the same word as chewing the cud. It means to bring back up. And chew again. It, it, what, what it's saying here is, uh, let's read verse 2 again with me. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he bring back up and chew again day and night. What does he say? He said, says, the, the blessed man takes the word of God early in the morning, and he'll read it, and then throughout the day, just like that cow, he'll bring it back up, and throughout the day, he just brings it back and rechews it and rechews it and rechews it and rechews it. 
he, he, he mutters it back and forth to himself throughout the day. I'm, I'm studying, the, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back to myself. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can, I can, I can do all, I can do all things. I can do all things. I know I can do all things. It's through Christ. I can do all, th- I, I can do all things. Through Christ, I can do all things through Christ. Throughout the day, that verse just keeps being a part of him throughout all the day long. The blessed man separates himself from the world. The blessed man studies the word of God. And then notice in verse number three, real quickly, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The blessed man, not only does he separate from the world, not only does he study the word of God, but then notice thirdly, the blessed man shares Christ as a faithful witness. And boy, he's a fruit producer. It just ought to be a natural thing. You know, it just ought to be natural for us to, to share God's word every place we go. General Rice used to call it, uh, uh, listen, ought, ought to be walking around with a leaky seed basket. It ought to just be walking around every place we go. I, I, listen, it, it's not that I have to go soul winning on Saturday or bus calling on, on, on Saturday or Thursday night. It, it ought to be just part of a natural process of life that God just that we're just out there the the fruit ought to be just fruit bearing just because it's a part of our life when folks see us the blessed man ought to be just the, the fruit producer I'm afraid sometimes this blessed life is a fictional life however let me ask you this morning are you blessed people that's in your room, do they believe you're blessed? Do they believe that the power of God, the anointing of God is upon your life? Are you that happy Christian? Do you believe you're blessed? Is there something missing in your life? Is it real? Or is it fake today? New York City there's um, something like 1.7 million dogs but there's 8 million cats and that's about 7,995,000 too many cats I think it's a problem. There's not much grass in New York City. 1.7 million dogs, 8 million cats, not enough grass. What's worse, with that many dogs, that many cats, there's a lot of dogs and a lot of cats that die every day. Every single day. The city of New York is had such a problem with it, they've imposed a uh, law that uh, where they, in order to help take care of the disposal of dead animals, dead pets, dead dogs, dead cats, they've uh, now charging $50 to dispose your dead pet. Cost you 50 bucks to get rid of your dead dog, dead cat in New York City. 
You got a dead dog, dead cat, 50 bucks. That's what it's going to cost you to get rid of your dead dog, dead pet, dead cat. Probably ought to cost you $100 to get rid of a cat. And, uh, you know, just a penalty for having the cat. That's neither here nor there. There was a lady here a while back, and uh, she said she wanted to help. She said, uh, put an ad in the paper, said, uh, I think that's a lot of money. I, I, I'm willing to help folks. Uh, for $25, I will, uh, the, the city, for 50 bucks, they just take the cat and they, 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 they throw it on this, uh, this, this, this fire pit thing and they just burn it up and there's not much to it. She says, you know, people love their pets. Whether it's right or wrong, you know, people love their pets. She says, I'm willing to offer a humane disposal because I care. I care. So for $25, half price, I'll come to your house, I'll pick up your pet, and I'll provide a humane disposal. So what she did was she, she'd go down to the, the local Goodwill and she'd, she'd buy a used suitcase for about 50 cents, 75 cents, and she'd get a uh, baby blanket for a quarter, 35 cents, whatever. And she'd go to the house and she'd get the animal and she'd wrap it in the, the baby blanket. She'd carefully put it in the suitcase and uh, she'd have a word of prayer with the family and uh, she'd carry the pet away for a humane disposal. Then she would take the suitcase, Dr. R, and she would take it to the subway and while in the subway she would set the suitcase down in the subway and simply leave the suitcase in the subway and walk away. Knowing it was just a matter of time before somebody come along and see a suitcase sitting there. <laughs> and you know what they would do. She just pretended to care. She didn't really care. She just pretended to care. I'm afraid that sometimes we can become pretty good pretenders. We can put on a pretty good show. We can pretend to be blessed. We can pretend that we've got it all under control. Pretend we're serving God. Pretend we're walking with God. Pretend the hand of God is upon us. Are you blessed today? Are you that blessed man, that blessed woman? Or are you just pretending? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who are you walking with? Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, what's your delights in today? Is your delight in football? Is your delight in, what is it in? I won't even go there. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate. What's your meditating in? Day and night. 
What fruit are you producing today? What are you producing? It'll tell us where you're delighting. Father, thank you for our time together. Pray that you bless this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen.